42! Blue, 42! Hut, hut, hike! This is The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5, America's one and only sports talk show. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I am Nick Norris. With me, as always, my good friend Justin Knight. Justin, how you doing? Oh, we're doing fantastic over here. Living the dream. Very good. We were just talking before we get on the air about fantasy. Why don't you tell us about how your, your fantasy matchup for this week is going? First week in the playoffs. Yeah, I made the playoffs. Um, really, I have... Aaron to thank for screwing me over last week because we were set to face each other the first round, me and Aaron, but um, he lost. Um, it did, I lost, but it didn't really matter. I was still going to be four, either four or five. And so that brought in a guy that hadn't touched his lineup all year, maybe at the beginning of the season. Um, and so he somehow drafted, I guess we're just stupid and we allowed this to happen. Um, the three best wide receivers in fantasy this year. So you've got Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill, all on the same team. Um, I don't know how that's even possible. It doesn't make any sense. I really it baffles me. I don't. I don't get it. And who gets screwed most of the time in fantasy football? It's this guy who will never win a fantasy football championship. That's me. Um, it's not looking good right now. Uh, he got thirty points from Justin Jefferson. Uh, the Colts defense decided to score 21 points. I don't even I don't even know if they'd scored double digits all season long, and they decided to do something when, of course, I'm facing them. Um, other than that, um, it's just it's going to be a long week. Screw me. It's the same old, same old every year. Always happens. I don't know why I continue to torture myself. <laughs> well, at least you made the playoffs, because that's more than I can say. Dead last. But, hey, uh, first-round pick next year. That's good, I guess. So. Yeah, probably won't help you. Didn't you have the first? No, you didn't have the first pick this year. I had the last this year. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we do have to get into all we're going to talk about in this episode. And we have a lot to talk about, a lot of big news this week. Um, we're going to talk about the bowl games. This bowl game, as a bowl season has kicked off. I already had a few bowl games this week. And a bit, some other bits and bobs here and there. But we do have to start out with... Uh, some sad news that is also uh, everyone has heard by now, but it feels like we should probably address it anyways. The unfortunate and shocking passing of Mississippi State coach Mike Leach. Uh, everyone knows by now that he suffered a massive heart attack, passed away the following day on December 13th. And um, he, of course, was just a huge icon, uh, innovator in college football. He developed the air raid offense in the 90s, just a huge and sudden loss broke a lot of hearts, I imagine, when the news dropped this week. I've seen a lot of nice stories shared on Twitter and on social media about interactions with him. And uh, seems like a lot of people were, you know, can attest to him being a, a pretty a pretty good person, it seems. So hate uh, for that loss and um, just so shocking, for sure. No, obviously, no one was expecting that. He was working the day before. So just, uh, yeah. just terrible news. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but Mississippi State, I believe they have promoted their defensive coordinator. I don't know if he's the permanent head coach or an interim. I doubt they're – surely they're not even worried about that right now. Uh, too much other nah, stuff going on. Um, that's – you know, it feels weird even mentioning that because this is such a, a more pressing issue. But um, – you know, I think there will be a time that that will be actually addressed in more detail. I just don't think right now is the time to probably do that this soon. But tough, tough news, tough stuff. Um, a lot of great, great interviews, a lot of great uh, press conferences. I've seen a lot of those shared this week. Uh, do you have a Do you have a favorite, Justin, of Mike Leach's uh, press conferences or quotes? Um, I like the one. Where he discussed the uh, Pac-12 ma- mascots and I guess who would win in a fight. That was good. Yeah, 
that was fun. I, he did that for like 25 minutes too. Just, just talking yeah. about that. I also really like the uh, the one where he ranked all the Halloween candy. That was good. So yeah, it's a good one. Uh, yeah, it just it one of the last kind of uh, individual. I'm uh, not individual, but just he's such an individual in college football. You have so many just kind of robots up there that just say what they're supposed to. You don't have many many people like Mike Leach in college football. Uh, so it's, it's kind of, it's tough that we, that, uh, you know, we won't be getting any more of those and we won't be seeing any more of him. So I yeah. uh, wish his family all the best and, um, hate, hate, of course, that this happened. We do have to try to transition into some lighter news though. Um, and this is a lot more recent. This happened Saturday. The Vikings have clinched the NFC North. After the greatest comeback in NFL history, down 33 to nothing at halftime to the Colts, Minnesota came back, won in overtime with a 40-yard field goal to win 39-36. to uh, Justin, you mentioned the Colts having, what was it, 21 points in fantasy. They could have had a lot more had they had uh, kept up how they did the first half. Yeah, Crazy. they probably could have had around 30. Yeah. What a what a I unfortunately did not get to watch this game, but I'm definitely going to go back and watch the highlights of this later on. Just very insane. Uh, yeah, Matt Ryan is nothing. a walking curse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now he's given up the biggest comeback in the Super Bowl, and now the biggest comeback mm-hmm. in NFL history. That's crazy. That's two stats you don't want. For sure. Yeah. So <laughs> on the wrong side of both of those. season. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, in college football news, according to a report from Auburn Live's Cole Pinkston, a former three-year uh, starter for the Arizona State Sun Devils, Ben Scott, is on Auburn's was on Auburn's campus Saturday. Uh, Scott played center for the Sun Devils across 704 snaps this past season, so he's got a lot of experience. Uh, unfortunately, Arizona State finished across the bottom of most offensive stats in the Pac-12, but Scott was seen it's one of the better parts of the offensive line. So as Auburn is trying to rebuild that offensive core, uh, maybe going to be able to grab one from uh, Arizona State and Ben Scott. So we will keep it on that. I think Arizona State's entire line entered the transfer portal or nearly. It's something crazy Probably like that. That team sucked. Um, yeah. Did you see that uh, <laughs> story of um, Hugh Freeze and how when he's uh, recruiting and looking for uh, – possible targets he looks at their ankles no i did not see that yeah apparently he (laughs) looks at their ankles and they have skinny ankles that means they're athletic so (laughs) this person telling the story i guess it was a mom of an of a uh, athlete i guess he went up to him was like hey pull up your pants let me see your ankle (laughs) and knowing him it's already got a weird enough um yeah yeah, he's got so, a bit of a history. He's like, hey, Let look, hasn't, it hasn't failed me yet. If they have skinny ankles, it means they're athletic. That's odd that he's noticed that. <laughs> but uh, whatever, weird. man. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, good. I was going to say good on him. I'm not going to say that, though. I don't know. No, that's I don't good. think you should that's say weird. that. Yeah. <laughs> In other news, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young and Edge uh, will Anderson Jr. will play in the Sugar Bowl versus number 11 Kansas State. As Crimson Tide coach Nick Saban told ESPN, he does not expect any player from his team to opt out of the game, uh, a trend that has stayed with Alabama for, well, I mean, they don't play in many bowls, usually the playoffs. Of course, you're not going to opt out before that. But, yeah, it doesn't seem like usually players do opt out from Alabama. Anderson is currently being tabbed as the top draft-eligible player while Young's chimes in as the number two prospect in the CBS Sports NFL Draft prospect rankings. Big, because I really thought both these guys would go on to the draft. So uh, big, they're going to stick isn't around. It, for isn't it so game. sad now that we get so excited that people actually play their ball game? <laughs> it really is, because I thought, no way. I just thought both of these guys were going to move on. And I wouldn't have blamed them. You know, I would have probably, you know, I almost certainly would have would do that, would just skip it. So good for them for being team players, sticking around even though it probably doesn't make much sense uh, monetarily risk-wise to do that. But good on them anyway. So, very good. I like it. Just wait until we and, have the 12-team playoff. Nobody's going to play any bowl games. 
Yeah, because there won't be any. Just every team will be in the playoff. It's just yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and by the time this airs, to finish up in news, by the time this airs, the World Cup final between Argentina and France will have already taken place. We're recording this Saturday night, so we are recording this before that match. But I'm excited to check this out Sunday morning. I really don't want France to win, but I don't have a say in the matter, Justin. They don't ask me who they want me to win, so... Yeah, and I don't think there's anybody in the state that probably really cares that it's going on. <laughs> no, probably not. Are you going to watch it, though? Yeah, I'll probably check it out since it's at 9. Yeah, um, yeah 9 a.m. Fr- yeah. France will probably win. Yeah, I hope not. I don't like I don't like France. People say well, that... Uh, I mean, they, they usually... Um, you know, when you think back, France, uh, military-wise, you know, they do a terrible job, and they usually choke things away. Um you know, soccer more recently, of course, winning the 18 World Cup, they've, you know, shown that they can win some things surprisingly. So they may actually win back to back. I hate the accent. I hate, I hate a French accent. We, we. <laughs> Just people are like, it's so romantic. No, it's, it's stupid. There's also like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. They don't like have, they don't stick to their like grammatical rules. They just, whatever sounds pretty. That's what they do. And I hate it. I hate it, Justin. I think it's stupid. And I think they should stop. Who are they doing this for? Who are they who are they talking like this for? Themselves. That's it. Probably themselves. Forget it. Stop. Yeah, just stop. That's what I think. Yeah, just go ahead and say it. We know what you're thinking. Europe sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have to move on to our wacky news segment of the week. Miss Managers. Peculiar and wonderful and terrible and bad Mismanagement and mystery and dreams you never had Grizzly or grievous or beavers with cleavers Audacity and specialty and news to drive you mad It's a wonder any one of us can manage to survive In a world of, world of mismanagers Alright, I thought uh, since this is probably Now let's go ahead and say it This is going to be the last episode we do before Christmas We're not going to do one next week Next Heck week, no! Uh, will you, be Christmas you'd Day. Be crazy. Yeah. So this will be our last episode before Christmas. We will come back uh, to talk about everything that happened the week after Christmas. But I thought, in honor of the Christmas season, we would look at some of the weirdest Christmas crimes to happen throughout history. What do you think about that? Or not history? Sound, recent history. So. Sounds joyful. Mm. Very good. Very good, Justin. Well, let's look at some here. Uh, this one titled, and this comes from, uh, I've got two articles here. This first one comes from NewYorkDailyNews.com. All I want for Christmas is beer or else. A 44-year-old South Carolina woman was charged with domestic violence after stabbing a man with a ceramic squirrel on Christmas 2013. A squirrel? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Charleston County Sheriff's Office deputies found a man covered in blood when they arrived at the North Jeez. Charleston home of Helen Williams. Williams claimed that the man fell and cut himself, but police said the stabbing occurred because she was irate that he didn't bring home beer. Dang, roles reverse there. Yeah, for real. Uh, this one is titled, This Christmas I Gave You My Heart Attack, and it was fake. According to police, a Florida man faked a heart attack in the aisles of a Jacksonville area Walmart in December, creating a distraction as an accomplice bolted with a shopping cart full of children's toys. Uh, oh, among the pilfered items, yeah, for real. Among the pilfered items were a motorized toy car and a Barbie glam vacation house. The dastardly pair, 27-year-old Gerard Dupree, 30-year-old Tara Scott, somehow neglected to account for security cameras at the big box <laughs> retailer, which captured every moment of the half-witted heist. Both were cuffed soon after and charged with grand theft with real handcuffs, not the purple plastic kind. See, Very what good. I hope was. The plan behind this was we're stealing these toys so we can give them to our kids. <laughs> but more than likely, they're probably just stealing and, hey, I've got this uh, toy here. Lot. I'll sell it for you for uh, $5. <laughs> yeah. I used to hate that. You'd see that all the time back in the day on Black Friday before Walmart started staggering their releases when everything in the store released at midnight. You would, you know, somebody would go buy every copy of Black Ops 2 in 2012 and sell it right outside for triple the amount. Yeah, uh, insane, insane. Uh, Brat gets angry over a Nintendo Wii gift and fights girlfriend. New Hampshire resident Heath, 
Heth Blom and his girlfriend. Oh, Heath Blom. I don't know. I can't read. His girlfriend, Heth. 24-year-old Randy Young. <laughs> uh, Heath and Randy were arrested in 2008 after a Yuletide fracas over a Nintendo Wii left both bloodied. Uh, Blom, 26, reportedly asked for a remote-controlled airplane for Christmas and was dismayed to receive the popular gaming console instead. Keep in mind, this person is 26. They're older than us. Uh, he was mad he didn't get an RC airplane and got a Wii. The couple argued and a brawl ensued. When Young went to leave, Blom allegedly grabbed her hair, and in retaliation, she turned around and hit him. Jeez. Sometimes video games do cause violent behavior, it seems. Jeez, hey, I mean, yeah. I don't know how you can be angry about a Wii, one of the best gaming systems around. You kidding me? Yeah, great stuff. I love, I love the Wii. Santa Claus is coming to Buffalo Wild Wings with weed. A man claiming to be Santa Claus was arrested in January when police discovered him giving away stocking stuffers at a local Buffalo Wild Wings restaurant. Police booked the apparently well-intentioned but clueless Randy Lange, 57 years old, on charges of furnishing marijuana for the man allegedly entered the sports bar carrying a duffel bag packed with two pounds of Christmas cheer, which he then began doling out among patrons. Lange entered the restaurant and began approaching customers, declaring that he was Santa Claus, not simply some dime-a-dozen imposter, and handing them chunks of ganja wrapped in napkins. Lange even stuffed a large amount of the substance in the bar's tip jar before cops caught up with him. Uh, police are still seeking the elves responsible for cultivating the drug. Very good. All right, nice. That's fun, though. <laughs> you know, it's fun. A reptilian Christmas story. Are you dreaming of a slithery, snake-filled Christmas? Donald Legasse Jr. was when he was charged with stealing three snakes and a cash register from a Louisiana pet store. December 2012, the owner of Delta Pets in Slidell summoned police after noticing that the store's door had been pried open and a $600 python and two boas were missing. Police canvassed the area and located a vacant building with a makeshift bed, three snakes, and a jail ID card. With uh, Lagos' name on it inside. That's funny. That's nice. also scary. <laughs> yeah. My two by four just wants to say Merry Christmas. A mall Santa in Atlanta wasn't spreading the Christmas spirit when he beat up a woman with a two by four. Jeez. Okay. Police said that Elkin Donnie Clark, he's 49 years old, hit 74 year old Annie Ruth Nelson in the face, knocking her unconscious. Clark said he did it because Nelson had stolen $145 of Hershey's chocolates from him, but no one else could confirm that claim. Clark was arrested and charged with two counts of aggravated assault. Who has $145 worth of Hershey's chocolates on their person at any <laughs> given mean, time? I was about to say, look, maybe, a two he had, maybe he had some just cause here, but I mean, nobody witnessed it, so he's probably just crazy. <laughs> a sev- You hit a 74-year-old... In the face, a woman with a two by four. Over some Hershey chocolate. <laughs> How much Hershey chocolate did she have to steal? I'm because I'm imagining imagining Hershey kisses. That's a lot of that's a lot to steal. Hundred forty five dollars worth. Yeah, that, I'm that's sure a it was lot of Hershey kisses. Probably, I'm sure it was probably Hershey bars, but wow, that's uh, okay. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta here. do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> couple more here that time saint nick was a little too jolly that's this sounds like it could be upsetting let's see just from that title sometimes it's impossible to sorry sometimes it's possible to imbibe a little too much of the seasonal spirit in 2009 a drunk santa claus stumbled into a scared family's yard in wisconsin the family's two kids weren't fooled by the uh, blotted man in red he smelled like alcohol, so I knew it wasn't the real Santa because Santa doesn't drink alcohol. Nine-year-old Katie Dockery told KSDK TV. Well, That's she, right. How does she? How does she know that? Did she? He's of age. He can drink if he wants. The drunk imposter tottered around, yelling, "Have you seen my reindeer? If you see my reindeer, call me right away." According <laughs> to the girl's mother, he's dead in character. That's fun, you know. Oh gosh, I was afraid he was going to do something horrendous, but it sounds like he was just yeah. a little sloshed and uh. He said, "Yeah, he'd That's been nice. he'd been Santa that night and had a little too much to drink and lost his reindeer. <laughs> a little too much eggnog." And the last one, the Santa Claus burglar fails spectacularly. A man named Sean Chanel earned the dubious nickname the Santa Claus Burglar after he tried breaking into a house through the chimney. He got stuck, and ultimately, Seattle firefighters had to come rescue him. 
After chopping away at the chimney bricks for 45 minutes, medics freed the mysteriously naked 23-year-old who then strangely claimed he was trying to retrieve his backpack. The judge oh, didn't buy it. Chanel was sentenced to 17 months behind bars. Imagine, oh, I'd be so mad. If somebody broke into my house and then they got stuck in my chimney, they had to tear my chimney down to get them out. I'd be so mad. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be pretty upset. I would just be like, I would just move at that point. <laughs> okay well we do have to go to a break but when we come back we're going to talk about all the big bowls of the week and uh give out our weekly awards as usual so stay tuned you're listening to the game managers on wjlx 101.5 Welcome back, everyone, to the Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Norris. With me is Justin Knight. Yep, I am over here. All right. We are going to get into all the bowl games of the week. A couple of them still going on as we are recording, but that's okay. We'll come around to those last, see how those are wrapping up at that time. How about we start out with Troy's big win over UTSA in the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl, 18-12, over the 11 and now 3. Uh, UTSA team, Troy, getting that 12th win on the year, uh, going to stay ranked in the final AP poll, I'd imagine. They're number 24 right now in the college football play, uh, rankings. Uh, great win. Uh, their uh, quarterback, Gunnar Watson, 13 for 23, 113 yards, a touchdown and two picks. He's been very good all year. And um, Kimani Vidal, uh, the running back, 21 carries, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Um, they were able to to get it done in the Cure Bowl. Did you get to watch any of this game? Uh, no, because I had to go out for work, but I was able to catch a little bit of the first quarter. Um, but yeah, they they had talked about you know how good the Troy defense had been all season. I think they were only giving up like twelve or thirteen points a game during the year, and um, I mean it showed because UTSA. Their quarterback is probably one of the top quarterbacks, you know, in college football. He broke a lot of school records this year, and um, apparently they they couldn't get anything going. So hats off to Troy, stopping a really good offense. So it was great. It's great to see Troy have a very successful year, especially uh, first for the first year head coach there at Troy. Yeah, yeah. Only two losses at a school like Troy. Uh, that is not easy to do. So, no. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and you're talking about Frank Harris, UTSA's quarterback, uh, 23 for 42, 194 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Like you said, hats off to that Troy uh, defense able to get uh, that done as well. So, yeah, good, uh, good game all around and a good start for Alabama in bowl games. And speaking of Alabama in bowl games, let's talk about UAB's win in the Bahamas Bowl. If I can get that pulled up here, I cannot. I said I just deleted something else. Um, mm. UAB though, oh, the Bahama Bowl. That's, I mean, they, that's the best bowl you could really go to, honestly. Just to get yeah. The only thing that sucks about it though the is there's just no fans there, so it, it's almost you yeah. can hear a pin drop because I was I watched that game and <laughs> there's just nobody there. But um, yeah, as a player, I, I would definitely love to be there in the Bahamas, just spending because I would figure they're probably there for what a week leading up to the game. So right, yeah, I'd say probably so, at least good time. Four days. Yeah, twenty-four to twenty over Miami, Ohio, there in the Bahamas, and I believe they went to the Bahamas Bowl a few years ago as well. Lost it that time around. This time though, yeah, uh, getting that seventh win on the year, finishing seven and six with a pot, you know, a positive record. Uh, Dylan Hopkins, UAB quarterback, 16 for 24, 204 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Um, and Jermaine Brown Jr., I'm sure you've heard that name a lot. If you listen to any Alabama sports radio, he was had 24 carries, 116 yards, two touchdowns. Um, UAB able to get it done over Miami, holding uh, Avion Smith, Miami quarterback, 15 to 27, 162 yards, a couple touchdowns and only allowing 110 yards on the ground total for Miami. Yeah, this was a um, – I don't know. So you said you, you didn't watch this one? 
Um, no, I ended. Up, I had to watch the highlights. I didn't get to watch almost any games this week, but yeah. um, I have been yeah, this, trying to keep up with them all. This one was good. Um, I texted you. I thought <laughs> it's kind of chippy between both teams. I, I I don't know if these teams have ever even played each other before, but um, it seemed like both of them really wanted to be there and really wanted to win the game. I mean, sometimes you see in bowl games, there's people there that care less, but um, it was an entertaining game. I thought um, both teams played pretty well. and I thought UAB was kind of going to run away from it early on because they jumped up, I believe, 10-0. But uh, Miami, Ohio came back, and towards the end there, they missed a field goal. And it was like 20 – yeah, it was 20-17. They, they missed a field goal which really ended up costing them the game because that final drive, Miami, Ohio took it down. I think there was a minute 30 left. They got to the 15 yard UAB's 15 yard line with a second left. So they could have been kicking a field goal to win the game. Instead, they had to try to score a touchdown and he made it to the two yard line. So um, it was a great ending and very entertaining game, especially first bowl game. Yeah. And, um, and like we said, you know, with Brian Clark leaving UAB, we've been kind of, Skeptical, I guess, kind of worried about, you know, what that might mean. Um, but so far, it seems like it has been, uh, you know, it's been a transition, but ending on a good note. And, and that's pretty great, I think. So excited about that. And for the future of UAB there, they're going to go into 2023 uh, now, preparation for the, you know, in the off season. So very very cool, very fun. Excited to see what is coming in the future for them. Uh, moving on, though, how about let's talk about the Landing Tree Bowl? Southern Miss uh, winning over Rice, thirty-eight to twenty-four. Rice um, not even getting their sixth win. Of course, they made the rule a few years ago that you can get in with five wins. Um, Rice just barely getting in, and then not getting that sixth one. Uh, Trey Lowe for Southern Miss, 7 of 16, 170 uh, yards, two touchdowns. And Frank Gore Jr., also a few passes, two, two for three, 119 yards, and a touchdown as well. Um, Frank Gore on the ground as well, two touchdowns, 329 yards rushing. My what? goodness, on 21 carries. It's the longest 64 yards. Holy I was not expecting cow. that stat. Uh, that's <laughs> incredible. Is that a um, record? Yeah, it's a bowl game record. Holy cow. Wow. Uh, I wish I would have watched this. That's crazy. Um, wow. Uh, well, good for him. <laughs> it's pretty great. I mean, imagine um, you get the ball 21 times and you still average 15 yards a carry. Golly. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, uh, that's fun. Good for him. Well, you know, Lending Tree Bowl wasn't maybe wasn't expecting hey, much, but he uh, learned he learns from his dad. That's right. That's right. So, wow. Okay, well, that's fun. That's good stuff. All right. Well, let's talk about Washington State's big loss to Fresno State. Fresno State getting that tenth win on the year and winning twenty nine to six in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl presented by Stifle. What, what a stupid bowl name! So dumb. <laughs> Did Jimmy Kimmel buy this bowl? Uh, apparently, he's trying. I guess since he's just nobody cares about Jimmy Kimmel, so I guess they're he's trying to throw some advertising in there. I hate late night talk shows. I don't know why. I don't know when this happened, but I can't stand them. I don't like watching any of them. No, I don't. I, just, I, don't, I don't watch any of them. I mean, the only the only decent one is Fallon, but Kimmel sucks, and then the other ones suck as well. I just yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like. During the pandemic, when they all had to work from home, their shows were all absolutely terrible. And after that, Oof. I was like, I don't ever want to watch any of these ever again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the majority of them, there's no talent there. They're so dull, boring, not funny. I have no interest in watching them just talk about crap. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about this game. Jake Hayner for Fresno State, 24 of 36, 280 yards, two touchdowns. And Jordan Mims on the ground, 18 carries, 209 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, just them alone uh, probably could have got it done, you know, behind obviously the offensive line, but uh, also had some help uh, receiving Nico Remigio, uh, five receptions, 84 yards and a touchdown and Zane Pope four receptions, 62 yards and a touchdown as well. Uh, big win for Fresno state in the oddly named Jimmy Kimmel 
LA Bowl presented by Stifle. So dumb. <laughs> uh, Washington State, Cameron Ward only, uh, he went 22 for 30, 237 yards, not bad, but he did have a pick. And uh, Nakia Watson on the ground, 14 carries, only 33 yards. That's their top rusher, did have a touchdown, but uh, held Washington State to 45 yards on the ground out of 28 attempts. That is pitiful, pitiful numbers. Great numbers for Fresno State. Isn't it weird how some teams just really show up in bowl games and some just do not at all? Uh, yeah, it, it is strange, but I mean, I'm not surprised because uh, Fresno State's a pretty good team and Washington State was probably just like, yeah, you know, whatever. We're here. Yeah. Well, this is a game I did not get to watch, but when you did, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, Louisville winning 24 to 7, getting that eighth win on the year, finishing 8 and 5, Cincinnati 9 and 4. What'd you, what'd you see in this game? Anything of interest? Well, considering I only um, watched like a quarter, <laughs> but um, yeah, Louisville's defense is pretty good. I will say that. They drew up some good. Uh, blitzes against Cincinnati and they had no answer. I I did see Cincinnati score their one and only touchdown to tie the game at seven. I was like, hey, this may be a pretty good game. Yeah, that wasn't the case. Um interesting setup. They're at uh Fenway, uh, Red Sox Stadium and like I was telling you, so they had the teams on the same sideline. Never seen that before. They couldn't have on opposite sidelines like usual because space. Um but, I mean, it looks like the field was in pretty good shape. They did a good job setting everything up. So, I guess they're trying to make these bowl games interesting by putting putting them in, you know, baseball stadiums or I guess, I don't know if they – they may have put one in a soccer stadium, I think, as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Cincinnati did not look good at all today. They had no chance. What did the crowd look like? Was there a, a big showing? Eh, it was all right. There's some sitting up on the monster, um, but other than that, I mean, it just looked kind of kind of spotty. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, a lot of the times ESPN shows the um, the ticket sales on their page. I cannot find that here, though. Yeah, I don't think they have it. Have it here. Interesting, interesting. Well. I like the idea of a, of a weird stadium. You know, I think that's yeah. fun. If it's done well, you know, putting them on the one sideline is kind of cool. So I don't, I don't mind that. It sounds like a logistical nightmare uh, trying to call plays. Yeah, from it does. The other side. Yeah. But, you know, you do what you got to do. It's, you know, good on Louisville. A team that's not good on Florida for just. <laughs> Absolutely getting demolished 30-3 to by number 14 Oregon State in the SRS distribution Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, and that, that that field goal coming in the fourth quarter, it should have been a shutout. Golly. I mean, what a what Florida is such a roller coaster of a program, and I I would hate to be a Florida fan anytime past the Tebow era, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, it's just been miserable since. Um, and really their best shot a couple years ago in 20 when they had Trask. They threw that away too by undisciplined players. and Because, um, I mean, who knows? They win the LSU game. Maybe they have a little bit of confidence going into the SEC championship against Alabama because that one was still somewhat close. Um, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, Florida's done absolutely nothing. And I believe there's some players from Florida that didn't play, but if, I mean, think about Florida's year. It's been so strange. They beat Utah in the first game. People are like, oh, man, look out for Florida. They're going to be good. Check out that quarterback. Then they somehow lose to Vandy later in the year. Um, so it's just been a strange football season for Florida. Um, but, yeah, I don't really know how you grade it because Mullen kind of left them in a bad spot, and so Napier's trying to turn right. things around. Got him to a bowl game, but it's just been kind of a it's been a roller coaster, but more of a terrible roller coaster. <laughs> more more downhill than up for sure. Yes. Um Jack Jack Miller the third, he was thirteen for twenty two, hundred and eighty yards, no touchdowns, but also no picks. It seems like, you know, he did all he could do, but um 
just no rushing game whatsoever. Uh, 39 total team yards rushing on 33 attempts. Um, atrocious. <laughs> That's atrocious. Yep, SEC uh, and bowl games, it's not a good look. As we saw last year, it was pretty bad. And um, this yeah. year off to a another terrible start. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about North Texas and Boise, this game going on as we're recording. So we're not going to say a whole lot about that just yet. Uh, but it is the Frisco Bowl presented by ServePro. Why do you think sometimes the this the bowl name presented by as opposed to just the ServePro Frisco Bowl? Is that just too hard to say? ServePro Frisco I Bowl? I don't know, but yeah. uh, hey, good for ServePro. They're putting their name out there. <laughs> Great. I'm proud of them. Let's not comment on that game. At the time of recording, North Texas is winning 10 to 6. Uh, I have no idea how that's going to end up. Same with the New Mexico Bowl, which is actually ending right now, maybe, um, as I'm re- as we're recording this. Eight seconds left in the fourth quarter. Um, BYU up 24 to 23. But I think SMU has the ball. So I don't yeah, know they, just scored, they just scored with eight seconds left. Oh, okay. So are they about to kick the PAC to tie it up? I don't know. I'm going to turn it on and see, and I'll let you know. All right. They go well, for, for everyone else, this is this breaking news is, is a, a day old for everyone else. Breaking but, news <laughs> as we we're recording this Saturday. Now. Yeah. Uh, and this is the New Mexico Bowl. I guess it's not sponsored by anyone except the state of New Mexico. So that's Yeah, fun. just New Mexico. <laughs> that's good. Got to get their name out there. Not enough people know about the state of New Jeez, Mexico. Jeez, BYU choked that one away. It looks like they're going for two. Here we go. Oh, let's see. Live reaction right here. They lined All right, up. So, yep, here we go. They're coming out of their huddles. Let's mm-hmm. see if BYU can make a big stop here. Of course, did you know, you know SMU's head coach is um, Lashley, you know, used to be the OC. Brett Lashley. Yeah. I guess we're allowed to do this because at the, the time this airs, it's a day old. So, <laughs> I don't think we're breaking any rules. By, by yeah, and I, I don't think. Who, who's going to care? Who's going to come and get us? <laughs> New, new, the state of New Mexico. Ooh, New Mexico BYU Bowl. calls a timeout. Boo. Oh, lame. Well, you keep us updated on that. How about yeah, in the meantime, though? We uh we look at some of the games coming up this week. So this week, Monday we have uh, Marshall and UConn in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Tuesday we have Eastern Michigan, San Jose State in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, as well as Liberty and Toledo in the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Wednesday Do they we play have West the. Idaho Bowl at Boise Stadium? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yes, usually they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, I mean, that's. I guess that's the only football stadium in Idaho. Well, uh, Wednesday we have Western Kentucky and South Alabama in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. That'll be Thursday, a good one. Thursday we have Baylor and Air Force in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. And Friday, Louisiana, Houston in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl as well as Wake Forest in Missouri in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Saturday on Christmas Eve, we have Middle Tennessee and San Diego State in my favorite bowl, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, which I there you go. always love the Hawaii Bowl. Yeah, 7 o'clock, Christmas Eve. Got some, there's some okay ones in there, some all right ones. Hmm. Oh, man, well, BYU Justin, with another timeout. Golly. Oh. Well, Justin, while you're waiting on updating me on that game, how about we do a little Knight Needs to Know? No, a little Professor Knight. Got your segments mixed up. All right, students, gather round and put on your listening ears. It's time to visit the Learning Corner with Professor Knight. What are we learning today, Professor? Oh, yes, yeah. um, Yeah, I just had one quick stat for you, so... uh... Yeah, with Troy winning yesterday, it was their first ever 12-win season. So congratulations, Troy. Yeah, I saw that. It was the first ever 12-win season, I believe. So I thought that was pretty neat. So, I mean, off to a great start as a new head coach, I'd say. Yeah. Um, Like you said, it'll be interesting to see with a program like Troy because things like that, it's hard to keep up. And especially, you know, when you think about conferences like the Sun – because they're in the Sun Belt, correct? Uh, yes, I believe so. I think so. So, so yeah, the Sun Belt, you know, you think of Conference USA. I mean, they're pretty competitive conferences. They're all pretty equal. Um, yeah. You usually have someone different winning the conference every season. So, 
Um, be interesting to see if he can keep it up next year and what kind of recruiting they have. Hopefully they are. I would love to see Troy be a consistently top 25 program. I think that'd be, that'd be big, you know, for the area, the state. I think that's boom. Uh, they didn't get it. BYU wins. BYU winner of what the New Mexico. Well, Bowl, is that what we said? I mean, there's eight seconds left. So SMU is going to try onside kick, but what a stupid play call it was. So everybody was bunched up for SMU. SMU, he clapped. They spread out three, went wide to left, one out to the right. It was a dumb QB draw. This dude is slow as molasses. Mm. Terrible call. Mm. Well, uh, we have to go to a break. But when we come back, we're going to do our weekly awards, the TG Gimmies and listener letters. So stay tuned. Good evening. This is the Game Managers Podcast. I am Nick Norris. With me, Justin Knight. Uh, good evening to you as well. And we are about to give out the most prestigious awards in sports history, the TG Gimmies. My intro is all messed up because I don't have the award music playing behind me. I'm at, we're having to record this without the music, and that just that just threw me off my entire game there. I apologize to everyone. That, didn't, that was not smooth at all, but welcome anyway. Time to, time to give out the the awards. What do you say, Justin? I'd say it's about time. Okay, well, for my first award, I'm going to give out Lifetime... No, the Lifetime Achievement Award for just being a really solid coach, giving the world a ton of hilarious, fun quotes, and uh, innovating so much to the game of college football. Uh, I'm going to have to give this award, obviously, to the late Mike Leach. Uh, what a huge loss this week in his uh, sudden passing and um, definitely going to be very uh, highly regarded and remembered um, throughout college football history. So that is my first award. Maybe you have a lighter one to give out, Justin. What do you have for us? Yeah, I believe I do. Um, Mine goes to the Pac-12 with um, Oregon State winning today. I believe it it was their first bowl win Gosh, maybe I can find this. I don't know if I'll be able to find a stat again, but there was a stat for like bowl records since maybe it was 2019 or 2020, and the Pac-12 had a great 0%. Zero. Um, And way to go, Oregon State, to break that terrible record you had going and win a bowl game. So congratulations to the Pac-12. Very good. Congratulations to the Pac-12. Not often we get to say those words in that order without being sarcastic and still being a bit sarcastic, but uh, (laughs) that's good. Uh, Very good. Very good. Well, how about we do our best and bust of the week? We'll start with best of the week. Now I'm going to have to give it to UAB's win in the Bahama Bowl as well as Troy's win in the Cure Bowl. Both Alabama teams representing very well for the state thus far. I uh, was very happy to see them both win on the same day this week. Uh, a lot of fun, I think, for our two kind of little brother programs, I guess you could say. Um, I agree. Always, yeah, always nice to see them see them win. So, very good. And bust of the week. For bust of the week, uh, I mean, there's we're going to have to give it to Florida for that pitiful performance against Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl, losing 30-3. to I mean, it's and it should have been a shutout. It's like pretty I bad. I mean, the represent yeah. the SEC, who you know we like to say the best football conference. Which I mean, when you look at the national champions, yes, it's from the SEC conference majority of the time. But I tell you what, recently and obviously this year, the SEC, other than Georgia, um, it's been pretty bad. Let's be honest; it hadn't been top notch like we've seen other years. Um, definitely a down year and we may see that coming from some of these bowl games yeah and uh yeah that may be the trend we continue seeing here in the future all right well let's move on to our next segment here listener letters go getters write letters we're the ones who read them please don't stop writing in to fill the time we need them we are reading letters the letters wrote by you if you want to write us a letter you can do so by sending us an email to gamemanagerspod at gmail.com you can also 
Follow us Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us a message there at TGM Pod. Just look that up or type in the Game Managers Podcast. You'll find us on all those platforms. Um, our first one comes from Braden. He messaged the Instagram page. He asked, what is your least favorite Christmas tradition? That's a good question. Uh, Justin, do you have one off the top of your head? Oh, gosh. Least favorite Christmas tradition? Um, I don't really have one off the top of my head. I mean, it's only thing I was thinking, and this was just today, I was like, man, it's going to be a hassle. I have to take the tree down, put the ornaments up. Probably just the cleanup stinks. That's not really tradition. but. Um. Um, I mean, it is. It happens every year. I guess that's true. Yeah, it does happen every year. You got to do the cleanup, and that that's no fun. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I can really think of any. Well, this is a new one that, I mean, it, it's fun and all, but we go to um, my wife's parents' house early in the morning. We're going to be leaving our house about 6, 30, 6, 45, so I'm not a fan of that. Mm, yeah, that, yeah, I hate that. I'd rather be sleeping until about eight. I think um, my least favorite Christmas tradition. You're gonna you're gonna hate this take, Justin. But um, let me guess the in food. The, in the same vein that I do not like Thanksgiving food, it's the same food for Christmas, and I think it's overrated. This. So what is it about Christmas food you don't like? It's the same food. It's just, it's dry. I mean, it's just like your chicken and dressing. You just must not turkey. be eating good food then. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's my family's fault. Maybe they're not good at cooking. <laughs> they ain't cooking uh, good food for you. <laughs> maybe I come to your place. I'd, I'd quite like, I, no, they're great. They, they do great cooking. I just, it's not my type of food. I'd much rather just have a bucket of fried chicken. That would be my ideal. Well, may, or maybe meal. the problem is, is just your taste buds suck. You have no that's, sense of that's good almost, food. That's almost certainly it. Yeah, if it says it says a lot that I'd rather have chicken, uh, Popeyes chicken sandwiches for Christmas dinner than. Well, I will say Popeyes fried chicken is fantastic. So I mean, that's that's it's hard to argue with that. Popeyes, I think if you'd that's like the best fried the chicken show, out there. You definitely can. I know you just shut down your Jasper location, but hey, if you want to sponsor us anyways, you just you go. Oh, ahead. did they work really? Yeah, we lost our. We couldn't get enough workers. They said so. They they shut it. Shut it down. Man, they just opened that one. What a few years ago. Yeah, maybe like two years. That's also our second one in the last like ten years to shut down to open. I can't and shut get down. enough workers there. Well, I, I will say I, I, I had pap, pap, I had Pepe's. I had uh, Popeyes the other night, and um, Jordan, my wife, she wanted um, the uh, shrimp, and uh, they're like, "Oh, we don't have any shrimp." I was like. Whatever, just get me the little the chicken nuggets, and I got the strips. And I was like, uh, you know, I'll take a Coke to drink. Oh, we don't have any Coke. All right, I'll take a Dr. Pepper. We don't have any Dr. Pepper. I was like, what do you have? Oh, we have lemonade, Diet Coke. Uh, just give me a lemonade. You're killing me here. Um, they don't have anything, and yeah, they don't have enough people working anywhere, But which yeah. sucks because, yeah. you know, Popeye's is good. I like uh, whatever oh, they use for their um, seasonings, and I think it's oh, great yeah. chicken. I'll take Popeyes over Chick Fil A any day. That's just me, uh, but I love Popeyes. Yeah, that's that's uh, a tough one. They're both they're both good. Email email in or message us. What do you prefer, Chick Fil A or Popeyes? At TGM Pod on uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Rick asks, "What would you buy each SEC coach for Christmas?" Now we don't have time to go through all of these, but I'll, I'll maybe you can answer what you would buy. <laughs> Auburn's Hugh Freeze. I'll answer what I'll buy. Alabama's Nick Saban. I guess. Um, what would you say? Hugh Freeze. I'd I'd get him a restraining order. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking a, a a company cell phone, university cell phone. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe like a burner phone, so nobody knows what you're calling. <laughs> um, subscription yeah. to some some call sites, maybe. Either that or yeah, restraining order since he likes to look at boys' ankles. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. What do you buy for Nick Saban? I mean, I guess like the obvious thing is the Little Debbies, right? It's, I, mean, I was that's about to say, I don't know cream pie about. probably your best bet. Yeah, but if you're going to buy him like an actual thing, what do you buy somebody that has everything that can buy yeah, whatever? Yeah, I was about to say, what, what, what does he need? Yeah, maybe I'd get him like a, maybe like a Gus Malzahn autograph. I, I, would, actually get, I would get him a uh, the gift of retirement. <laughs> I bet you would, yeah. 
uh, I'd like him to keep going, but uh, I'm sure you're counting down. Uh, is that going to be a big day for you? Do you think you'll go out and, and kind of celebrate that day? You think you'll be in a good mood when that happens? Um, I mean, yeah, I'll be a happy guy because it'll be, I mean, he, he ain't going to retire until probably like 2028. 20, so it'll be 20, 21 years of torture I've had to endure. <laughs> um, it probably won't change anything because who knows, next head coach that comes in will just have the same kind of good recruiting because Alabama has a base that's been built up since Saban's been there. And uh, I don't know. It's, but um, yeah, he'll definitely be missed. Just sure. not about definitely you. Without Alabama fans, I don't know what the heck they're going to do. Oh, I mean, that, my whole life as an Alabama fan has been Nick Saban. I mean, I really started watching football in 2007 when he was there. That was my first my first ever football game I attended. I've said this on the show a few times. Louisiana-Monroe game we lost, which is terrible. But um, I'm, I'm willing to take that loss for, you know, a decade plus of dominance. Oh, so. I, I bet. <laughs> yes. Uh, wow. Yeah, what an era. What a time. Well, thank you, everyone. For listening in on it, well, with not in on us, with us <laughs> again. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> well, like we said, we will not be here next week for an episode taking Christmas off. Uh, believe it or not, I do not want to spend my Christmas talking college football with you, Justin. Uh, as much as I, I love our talks, either. yeah, <laughs> I'd like to be with my family. So uh, we'll pick back up the week after. Do you really? Because apparently, you don't like eat eating eating anything they make for you. Yeah, maybe I'll just come to your family. I don't know. I, yeah, like we, I said, my family, nice my little, family does great cooking. I do just, a nice I little like ham anything. in the crock pot with some uh, Coca-Cola. Not like a Christmas ham. Like a, oh, a Coca-Cola, you say? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Adds a little nice Sounds sweetness to it. Mm, okay, well, you yeah, I may I may have to come by Christmas Day and grab me a slice of that ham. I'll just I'll just drive up, pop in real quick, grab a slice, and, and head on to the next place. Just head on, yeah. It's only an hour and a half out of the way. Well, I can, I can, I can yeah, manage that. Yeah, won't be too bad. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas. And don't forget us in the two in the one week we're off. Just come back in two yeah. weeks. Don't forget we exist. Yeah, th- thank you all for listening. I hope you are having a great holiday season so far. And I hope you all have a great Christmas. You know, enjoy time with your families. And um, guys, as always, hey, Auburn fans, it was a good day today. Alabama lost in basketball. Always rooting for the other team, whoever plays against Alabama, no matter what it is hockey, soccer, softball, we don't care. Um, it's a good day, but hey, Auburn fans, hang in there. Our day will come, maybe not in our lifetime, but in somebody's lifetime, it will. <laughs> but hey, we're going anyways. All right, Merry Christmas, everyone. Blue 42, Blue 42, hut, hut, hike. Thank you for listening to the game managers. Like the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TGM Pod. Until next week, goodbye, adios, and sayonara.